When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast, <laughs> where the Phoenix Suns just faced off against the Portland Trailblazers and beat them 117 to 106 in another preseason game. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That Flex. That's Espo. Gerald will be joining us from the arena later on in the show. Gentlemen, another day, another good Suns outing. We got to see the big three today. Some solid uh, offense out there. What you thinking? Well, you got some hot takes in the chat is what I'm thinking. <laughs> already? We got some crazy-ass takes already. We're about to get into this. Look, I loved I, I loved the offense in that first half. I mean, even that first quarter that didn't look pretty. They dropped 36, and they wound up with 76 in that first half. And there are just flashes with the big three uh, you know, out there that you go, I, I don't know how anybody's going to stop this offense. Yeah. They're just little things, the ball movement. Mind blown by this offense so far. Yeah, if I'm a coach against the Phoenix Suns, man, I'm I'm gonna be pulling my hair out. <laughs> These guys are dynamic. Um, it, it's gonna get scary. It's scary season right now, and and it's preseason. These guys, it's glorified practice. I could imagine once they ramp up the intensity and the, and the games count, man, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, it was against the second string of the of the Trailblazers. You know, we expected this to happen. They, they took care of business. Uh, you could tell that they got a little bored out there from time yeah. to time. Mm-hmm. Got a little lackadaisical, uh, which is kind of to be expected. I don't need to see the starters anymore. I don't need to see the big three anymore. Like, get them out. I don't care about what happens out in the middle of uh, Palm Springs. Nobody gives a shit. I'm done with the big three. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Let's move on. Let's get ready for the Warriors. Is it Palm Springs or Palm Desert? Palm Desert. What's it's all the, the same difference? Thing. It's the same uh, nothing. thing. It's the same thing. Is it Palm just like up the street a it's little bit? It's literally, yes. Like Palm Springs is like a mile up the road. So it's like Chandler Mesa. Yeah, okay. yeah, basically. Okay. Or okay. Chandler Gilbert. Right. You know okay. what I mean? Gotcha. All right. They can't decide. So whatever day they feel like calling it Palm Springs or Palm Desert is just that day. <laughs> Um, I'm with you, though, Saul. I think I'm good on seeing any of the the big three take the court for the final preseason game this week, mostly just out of precaution. Um, I like that they did rest a few of the uh, role players today and then Yusuf Nurkic as well. I thought that was smart on their point, their part. But uh, Flex, to your point, when things actually matter and all these games start to count, it's going to be really interesting to see what these guys look like because So there was even a moment in today's game where I'm like watching Kevin Durant is so weird because it was when he was arguing with the ref, right? Mm -hmm. Basically a half court. And he looked like he just was done playing. And then all of a sudden he comes in and scores a bucket. Like it felt like Mm -hmm. it was nothing. Yeah. Like he just walked up and was like, fine, I'll do it this way. And then just did it. Yeah. Because he's that good. That's how good he is. He's Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah. That's how good he is. He had his back to that play. Yeah. 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 And he's like, yo, you didn't call the foul on the first one. Okay. I'm going to casually walk back into the play and get anyone. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how good these guys are. So, think, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I think the, the biggest takeaway, obviously, was, I mean, there's a couple of big takeaways. 
from this game. Uh, the big three playing like the big three is exactly what you hoped to, to see. Uh, I think uh, I think at halftime, KD and Booker both had 19 points. Yep. Yeah. Bradley Beal, we finally saw him catch somebody. Uh, we knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. I've been Ooh. saying. Uh, so and he caught he caught somebody. He looked a little different tonight, though. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell like if he had a headache or maybe his back was kind of tightening up or whatever. He looked a little off. But man, yo, that uh, yeah, that 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 has he. Yeah, yeah, that was cold. Yeah. Shook him up. They yeah. scored 76 points in the first mm-hmm. half without Nurkic out there. He doesn't play. Josh Kogi doesn't start. And that's with Bradley Beal going two of seven. Yeah. And yeah. no like, Eric Gordon. Yeah. And no Eric Gordon or Yuta off yeah. the bench. So, like, pick your poison with this group. I mean, if Bradley Beal is on uh, and, and shoots well on the same night as, as Book and and KD, this could be ninety other wor- otherworldly between these. I mean... Booker comes out, plays 18 minutes, has 11 shots, uh, goes four of six from three. I mean, and and started four of four. He picked up right where he left off yeah. in the playoffs, and he was not afraid to shoot. You could tell he was a man that was told, "You're playing 15 to 18 minutes tonight," and he goes. I'm going to get mine. Don't you worry. Yeah. Okay. So that's the question. So Andrew in the chat said the same thing. Asked about Book staying hot like he did in the playoffs. He's coming into the regular season with a vengeance. Do you think we're going to see a continuation of what we saw in the playoffs from Book throughout the regular season? Not to the that grand of a scale because that's on a whole nother level, but just the next step for him. I, what I is do. the next step I for do. him, I guess, in your opinions? I, I've been saying it. I I think Book is going to have a crazy season this year. I, I really think Book is going to flirt with scoring 30 a game this year. And we've been seeing it in the preseason. Like, he is the ultra-aggressive player that I want to see from Devin Booker. I think that the other two guys kind of are, like, sitting back saying, go ahead, Book, do you. Like, I, I just feel like they're opening the path for Devin to do that, and we're getting glimpses of it. Like, this is not just one game. I mean, he had 15 the first quarter against Portland, right? He came out and what did he have in the first quarter of the D- Detroit game? Uh, he, I think he went crazy, too, in that yeah, game. Like no? 11 or something 11? Like that. Yeah. So I, I, I just feel like he's just he's going to set the tone, and I think those other two guys are okay with it because once he sets the tone, it just opens up the game for them. So, yeah, I would not be surprised if Book averages 30 a game this year or flirts with 30 a game. Um, I, I don't see it quite like that. I think Book is going to be highly efficient because he's going to have the opportunity to be. I also feel like... Again, I, I just really feel like as the season goes on and he gets a little bit more fluid, you could tell that he's he was he was trying to be that facilitator as well as as be a good scorer. Yeah, uh, he picks his spots, and I love that. I just don't know when a team is is trying to scheme against the Suns. We saw a little bit of towards the end of the half. Now, of course, they were up by like twenty. You know, he didn't give a shit at that point. Yeah, but they did send the double team. He got a little lax, got the ball ripped from him. They went down the other end. And you're going to see that a lot this season. Guy, the team's throwing doubles. And I don't care what we think about KD and Beal. Like, we know they're phenomenal. You know you can't leave them on an island by themselves. They're still going to try to make things happen, put guys in action to prove that they can handle each situation. Right. So um, I'm I'm very curious to see how teams react now that we have Bradley Beal. Because Bradley Beal is a little bit of a different type of player. 
Um, yeah. Like there's there. I think he shot like less than 32%, I think from three on any dribble shot um, last year. Um, so it's not his highest percentage. He'd rather catch and shoot. Catch and shoot, yeah. Um, and, and when you're talking about a guy like Bradley Beal, he does have a tendency to uh, to make things happen with the dribble. Mm -hmm. um, so so it could take a little bit of time. And maybe, maybe defenses will adjust and think, okay, while Brad does that and gets into his bag, we have time to recover to get to the other guys. So Bradley Beal's playmaking um, will will really come into fruition at that point. Now, what I will say is this. If Bradley Beal averages over five assists a game at any point this season, the Suns won't lose straight up. They will not lose a game because you can't account for all that maneuverability. You got too many guys out there that are too damn good to be able to produce. So I, it's going to be very interesting what's going to happen with this Suns team. So you sure. think that's the magic number? I, th I think five Beal, assists five for Bradley Beal is, the, Beal is the magic number. Yeah, because okay. from time to time when you do watch Bradley Beal – he does have a tendency every now and then, not every time, but every now and then he does get a little tunnel vision. Yeah. Um, there could be three dudes in front of him and he'll still, you know, try to try to get his shot yeah. off. With this team, you don't need to. And I think her, here early on in the in the season, for maybe the first two weeks, we're gonna see instances where that might happen and that'll keep popping up in that film. Yeah. And KD and Book would just be sitting there like, bro. Go ahead. You see how wide open I am in the corner, right? <laughs> you see that I'm like number five on the all-time scoring list, right? Like, I'm not a chump. You can pass me the ball. Right. It's only going to take a few times before Bradley Beal realizes that, you know, it ain't freaking some scrub in the corner. And then everything That's will be well, I'm sorry. I just, I just want to – we were talking about it in the back row here watching. We had, we had Eubanks in the game. And in the first five possessions, there were – Three or four wide open three pointers. I mean, I mean, guys were ten feet away from the closest defender, and that's what Eubanks. I think KD had one, Beal had one, Grayson had one, and so I, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, what does that look like when you got Nurk in the game? Like, I, I don't know. I'm telling you, if I'm a coach of the opposing team, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what do you, what are you doing to take? Who are you taking away? Yeah. And how are you doing it? I know people talk about defense. I think this is going to be a year where our offense is going to be our best defense in a lot of on a lot of nights. In terms of Devin Booker, though, too, we talk about you know nineteen points, the efficiency, but he had four assists, two steals, two rebounds yeah. as well in that time. So it's not just the scoring that he's out there doing. I think this guy could be twenty-seven and six, easy twenty-seven points, six assists. Uh, you know, who knows, four rebounds without batting an eye with this group out here. And But what I love about Bradley Beal that he brings to the table and Kevin Durant is something that we have not seen in Phoenix the last three or four years is the ability to get to the free throw line. Tonight mm -hmm. they combine for 16 free throws and go uh, 13 of 16 in, in those free throws. That's something this team has not had. And even if Bradley Beal is a bad shooting night, but he gets the line six times or nine times <laughs> like he did tonight, that's going to make a huge difference at times like we haven't seen here over the last few. Didn't years. we have like 27 at, at the half? Yeah. Something it, like that. 27 free throws. They finished with 35, oh, yeah. but I mean. But you also didn't play the main guys know. in the second yeah. half at yeah. all either. No, and he had two steals uh, himself there. So that's we hear, oh, Bradley Beal can't play defense. Well, Bradley Beal played some defense. Got yeah. to the line, and even though he didn't shoot great, 
still had a major impact in the first half of this game. Yeah, two yeah. dimes, too. Yeah. There's a lot of positivity that comes from this big three. The free throw aspect of this cannot be overstated. No, Facts. because that was a huge Facts. downfall last year. I mean, like, game. we couldn't even get to the line. Yeah, you know, no. like, fuck, DA was getting to the line like two times a game yeah. on average. Like, Facts. Yo, now that we have guys that are actually willing to thump, like, like Beal specifically and Nurkic, yeah. those two specifically – like that, our free throw numbers are going to skyrocket because of that. <laughs> and then you throw in guys like Grayson Allen. Uh, when guys get tired, you saw him take that foul. Uh, it was kind of a little bit of a flop. And you, that was the first time this whole yeah. preseason that I saw a little bit of gray gray. Little Grayson. I saw a little, <laughs> a little gray gray Grayson. right there. Like, little, like, uh, it was like, he was like, uh, oh, wait, no, I'm going to keep this over here real quick. Uh, like, I saw a little bit. He flopped. The intrusive he got the foul. thoughts almost won. Yeah, yeah. But not you know quite. what I mean? But like, you can see it. Like, he starts to get a little comfortable. And he, you know, yeah. little, I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And KBD got to the line four times tonight as well. But going back to that big three, like, you know, a lot of people have talked about how it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for these three guys. Well, according to Devin Booker, it's not an adjustment at all. And here's why. I think the unique, you know, part about um, us three are that, you know, we all have the capability of, you know, scoring at the highest level. But, you know, we've always played the game the right way, even when, you know, we were kind of not on our own teams, but on different teams, like. We still continue to play the game the right way. So, you know, it hasn't been, you know, an adjustment for real. We haven't, like, only thing I tell them to do is be more aggressive. You know, that's going to open everything up for everybody else. So, yeah, I mean, that, I think that says it all right there. The three of them, they play the right way. They play selfless basketball. They are willing to work together to make this work for the Suns. It's not about... I need to get mine or right. they need to get theirs. Like this is a team game and they all are bought into that. And that's the biggest factor here. When you have superstars, half of the struggle is just dealing with egos and getting everyone to buy into the same system. Yeah. And I think yeah. the stat sheet tonight is a perfect example. When you look at what each of these three guys uh, were capable of doing there and the stats that they put up, I, it was, it was very much evenly divided. Each of the between... three guys and their stats, <laughs> each of the three guys and their stats. <laughs> how, how about that three, so three guys traffic? Hey. <laughs> New guy is slow on the uptake. <laughs> oh, he said it four times. But anyways. We're getting there. My favorite part is how the producers <laughs> said, Hey, we got this graphic. Remember it. We cued some graphic and they're back there talking about it. So not, not, not here's the thing, guys. When you We're look learning. at when you look at that graphic, this is what blows my mind. None of them guys care like who's getting on. Like it's it's an, it's such a unique way that they play basketball. They're just good basketball players. So Brad Beal doesn't care that books cooking or KD's cooking, and and they're looking for Brad Beal to get busy. So I mean, you couldn't find three better players to do this with. Mm -hmm. I, I really I really believe that. Like these three guys are unique basketball players. And that play you're talking about, Book, where he got doubled, I agree with you. That was lackadaisical. But it's because I think he was looking to try to get something that wasn't there. Well, yeah, guys weren't rotating the, right. the proper way. You had 
Um, I forgot who the center was at the time, but he didn't rotate to the top Correct. to try and relieve pre pressure so they could skip it to the other side. Correct. And when Book realized that wasn't happening, he just kind of was just like, what the heck? And then it got stripped. Right. Well, he picked right. up the and dribble. Just, he yeah, picked that up yeah, the dribble. That's, yeah. that's the yeah. problem on that So one. at least and these are things that are getting ironed out. It's not like I'm sitting here panicking, thinking that that's what Book's going to do all the time. Because <laughs> he's had to deal with that in the playoffs. Yeah. And last year, he managed that just fine. Dang, no problem. So I'm not fine, worried yeah. about whether or not he's going to adjust. But everybody else has got to wake up and understand what their role is too Correct. because again we're talking about like basically 14 new dudes on this roster um and they have not been through the thick of it with devin booker like this before yes. so need, need to understand and adjust as well i think yeah. it would have been different if that's nurk out there and i believe it was i agree Eubanks. yes i agree yes. nurk yes. has had a pretty good sense of coming to the ball in those situations yeah. getting it and getting it to the next guy yeah. Yeah. Uh, rotating so i think that would have made a big difference in that situation yeah. for sure all right to put a bow on it let's just look at some of the stats for the first half of this game to kind of really just show off the entire picture here. So the Suns had 76 points. The Portland Trailblazers had 54. Three-point shooting percentage. The Suns shot 38.9%. Trailblazers 31.3%. Assists 14 and 14 for each side. Free throws 21 of 26 compared to 9 of 16 for the Blazers and turnovers. The Suns only had 7 where the Blazers had 17 and this is where the key difference is yep and we will talk about that here in just a second but listen we're having a lot of people in the chat right now ask us about all the different things that you can bet on this season for the phoenix suns we're gonna have a whole bunch more coming up and we did do a show just a few weeks ago about all the futures bets that you should definitely look at uh for the suns over on the bet mgm sportsbook app but if you want to get in on some of those future bets you want to bet on the Suns this season, there's no better place to do it than BetMGM. And right now, they want to give you some free money, you guys. So all you have to do is sign up for BetMGM using bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Take advantage of this great deal from our friends over at BetMGM. Again, that code is PHNX. You can check out the show notes for all, for all the details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. And of course, if you have not checked out our friends over at OG's Brands, we highly recommend them. They make the best scratch made THC gummies you can get your hands on. And if you're stuck on what kind of gummies to get, maybe you're unsure about the flavors, well, OG's has made that decision a million times easier with the fruits and the creams mixed bags. So the fruits, you can get the red apple, watermelon, and peach flavors. The creams, you can get blackberries and cream, orange creamsicle, and peaches and cream. So you can try out a variety of flavors, and you can also try out different types. They've got the Sunny Sativa or the Mellow, Mellow Indica blend in both the fruits and the creams, allowing you to fully customize your OG's experience. So check them out and try a few of them for yourself. You can find them on social at OG's Brands or online at ogsbrands.com to find a local dispensary near you, but you must be 21 or older and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. So we talked about turnovers in the first half and one guy who was a big player in that 
Mr. Jordan Goodwin. He had four steals in four minutes, you guys. Absolutely insane what he was able to do out there tonight. And he finished with six steals total in this one. He was he was phenomenal. <laughs> Defensively, he was phenomenal. He's going to cause a lot of problems this year uh, for a lot of guards. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, hands in the passing lane, anticipation, um, just overall instincts on defense. Jordan Goodwin has them and then some. Um, I'm really excited because you love to see guys that are going to force their way into the lineup, and Jordan Goodwin is going to force his way in into this lineup big time. I whether it be I I listen first. I don't think he's going to be part of the starting five at any point in time unless there's injuries. Point blank, that's not going to happen. But he will be one of the first ones off the bench <laughs> for sure because he is a dog. Yes. Like I dog, I can't wait because we were just talking about it. Yeah, and I was like, well, we're going to find out real quick because that first game of the season, we're going to find out. Real quick, what Jordan Goodwin's all about, yeah, uh, because it's it's cool to do it against the Portland Trailblazers. I we've been talking about Jordan Goodwin's ability on defense and how how excited we were to see him play defense. Um, and I'm I'm really excited for this season to start so I can see that. Yeah, because you're right. Uh, the comment Ted offensive Goodwin is Marcus Smart without the flopping. I um, I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to disagree. I think he has that kind of ability. He listen. First of all. This kid played with the Wizards last year, and they had injuries early. He was arguably their second-best player yeah. during, like, a 10-game stretch to start the year. So first things first, he can do it in the regular season. That's number one. Number two, the Marcus Smart thing is incredible. Guys, perspective. This guy was Ding Scoot Henderson, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you're not talking about a slide. You're talking about, besides Wemby, pot- potentially the best player in that draft. And he was giving him fits. I mean, it was it was crazy. This kid, listen, his basketball IQ defensively, his team defense, his on-ball def- defense, his anticipation. He's like a free safety out there. Me and Espo were watching in the back, and there was one He's particular play. He it, baited yeah. him right into it. Like, you could see it happening. He's like a, he's like a defensive back back there. Quick hands. And here's another thing that's great is offensively, he's mature offensively he gets it. Like, you don't see him on the offensive end and you don't think, hey, this guy is a, a great defensive player who's a liability on offense. No, he can shoot the basketball. He can run the offense. He makes the right plays. Man, Frank is going to have nightmares <laughs> because he got to find a way to play this damn kid. So yeah. it's it's going to be fun. I, I feel like tonight he was DJ Khaled's favorite player because we just kept going another one. Another one. Another one. <laughs> another one. Steals, six. Rebounds, eight. It's an assist, a block. This kid was all over the all over the floor and we were talking about what we still needed to see in preseason and one of the things we had said was what can Jordan Goodwin do yeah. well, we got the full uh, accompaniment of it tonight we saw everything that Jordan Goodwin can offer this and so I understand where you're coming from that you don't think this kid will start at some point this season I think he will in part because Frank Vogel pregame was talking about how the the lineup is not going to be set it's not going to be only five guys that you will see all year, regardless of injury. He's going to experiment. He's going to try different things. I think Jordan Goodwin at some point probably gets a look in with that group just out of pure curiosity what a a defensive guy like that on the point of attack can do uh, with with how smart he is. If that starting five is vibing, you're not going to fuck with it. Yeah. He made a great point, though. You made a great point about matchups. Like, I could totally see. I mean, if you're playing – 
John Morant, Steph Curry, some of the dynamic guards. I don't know that he starts, but you're going to have to find a way to put out flames. That kid could put out flames. Here, 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 you know, everybody talks. Here's here's a scenario, okay? Everybody talks about Steph Curry. Cool. Everybody really has been talking about the Bucks and Dame, okay? Oh, that, that pick and roll is going to be fierce. It's going to be stuff. It's, it, yeah, I get it, okay? But think about this if you're Dame. And you got to go up against Josh Okogie to start the game. And then, uh, sub, here comes Jordan Goodwin. And now you got to get past Jordan Goodwin. That is 48 minutes of hell for you, Mm -hmm. specifically you, just just Dame. Because they are not going after anybody but him. And that's going to happen to Steph. And that's going to happen to all the other good guards in the league. Like, they're going to try to wear him down. I feel bad for Chris Paul in this first game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alvarado all over again. I'm <laughs> oh, telling no. you. Alvarado. That's Alvarado. Our, that's our Alvarado. Jordan Goodwin. And, and, and you make a great point. What about when you put them out there together? What about when you got a 15-point lead and you like, you know what, guys? We're going to put a Kogi and the dog Goodwin out there and just clamp people. Like, man. This team is deep, guys. Like they are deep, man. Alejandro in the chat said Javon Carter upgrade vibes with Goodwin. And that was something that we were talking about during the game as well. The thing with with Jordan Goodwin, too, is in addition to all of these things that do show up on the box score, he does all the little things, the hustle plays that don't show up either, but that are so valuable when you need to turn things around or when you need a boost of energy. And Javon Carter was that guy. And Jordan Goodwin could and very well is that guy. You brought it up. We talked about it pre when we were watching the game and we said we wanted to talk about that. There was a play that's not going to come out on the stat sheet, right? The play where... The offense kind of gets boggled down a little bit. Jordan Goodwin dives on the floor, tips it out, mm-hmm. gets it to KD. KD gets an and one. That won't show up on any box score, but he made that damn play. And there's so many of those plays. Like, I, I'm getting a Jordan Goodwin jersey. That that kid, <laughs> that kid is amazing defensively. Saul, so, do you agree with this? If that kid played on the Miami Heat, if that kid played on the Miami Heat with Spolstra, He'd be going into a summer getting a bag like Gabe Vincent did. Yeah, I'm telling you, he might do it here. (laughs) Might do it here. Look, and he's only 24, so I love that about this. People talk about, well, the Suns don't have a lot of young talent. There's one of them right there. My problem right now is you look at the bench and you've got Eric Goodwin or Eric Gordon, Jordan Goodwin, Grayson Allen, like Yuta. You're rocking with a tiny. Uh, three guys in that rotation, oh, and when you're looking at that's three, two, one or two guards there, right? Like, yeah. How how do you make that work? What what's the plan with with him? Frank Vogel's got some rotational things he's going to have to figure out with this group. Um, Marcel Marshall Vargas says, "Yo, Peach, next crew." Isn't defense just a willing? Can you stop moving the screen? <laughs> just a willingness to play defense. Uh, playing defense requires selfless team basketball. While most players looking for their shot to get paid, um, not necessarily. You can want to play defense all you want, but if the chemistry and and really having everybody on a string and you all working together doesn't work, and one guy lets you down in the back then it, it it's not going to it's not going to work. So yeah. there's it's a little bit more complicated than just effort and and want to. I think for for the most part a lot of these guys want to play good defense. Now, physical ability dictates a lot, 
Some of them can do it. Some of them can't. Some of them are smart enough to maneuver around some of their physical limitations in order to really uh, give the opposing player as much things to worry about as possible, if that well, makes sense. And I, I think, Go you down. know, you can take a, a bad defender and make them an average defender based on desire and willingness or an average defender, and, and they can become good because they, they work their ass off and they're in a good scheme. But I don't think you can make a guy great by that. You either have an inherent skill yeah. to play defense or, yeah. or you don't to be great. I feel like Goodwin's got that. For sure. I mean, like, you ask Flex, like, if you go to the gym, you'll see some old dudes out there that you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a drop every point on this dude. But they just know how yeah. to get their hand in, in, in you just in your space enough to to really bother you just a little bit. And throw you off a little bit or give yeah. you a nice little shove here and there. Like, understand. Like, that's how Al Horford has been in the league forever. Right. Because he's so <clears throat> smart. One of the most intelligent basketball players yeah. of all time. Yeah. At using his body and his and his and understanding his own limitations. And that's what we talk about when we're talking about just effort. It's a little bit more than that. It, Everybody needs to be connected and you need to also understand your limitations. The better the player understands their limitations, the better the defender he will be. Is the all-time, I, I could be wrong, all-time steel leader. Is it still John Stockton? Yes. Yes. I mean, look at that. I mean, this is the smallest guy on the court, but understood the lanes, understood the IQ of basketball on the, on the defensive end. It, I, I believe you got to be a, you have to be skilled physically to be a good defender. But I think most of it is between the ears. Yes. I mean, some guys just have a knack for knowing where to be how to move, how to help their defenders. Again, I can't stress it enough. That play we talked about, Espo, you saw it developing. He literally was baiting this guy into making this certain pass. And so I don't know that you can teach that. That's something you're born with. Somebody in the chat said, he's this guy's giving me Bruce, uh, Bruce, Bruce Brown vibes. Bruce, yeah. Right? I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, I, they're, they're a different type of player. But damn if he can't play that role that yeah. Bruce Brown just played for the Nuggets in the playoffs. So, I, guys, we, we're going to have a problem. We talked about it. I think we talked about whether we play a 10-man rotation or 11-man rotation. I think right now uh, Frank Vogel is sitting here saying, I, I might have to go 11 deep just to get this kid in the game because it, it'll be a, it's a sin if you don't play this kid. When man. we were talking about it, he's not afraid to just get up there and D a guy. I mean, Scoot's in there all game. He was up on him. Like yeah. he was making that kid work for anything he got. And and that says a lot about confidence too because like you mentioned second best kid in this draft and Jordan Goodwin's like okay, bring, bring it, it, dog. Yeah. Jordan Goodwin's definitely in our inner circle Damn. now. After what we gotten to see from him in these last couple of preseason games, I think uh, it is safe to say we are all big fans of his game and looking forward to seeing what he brings in the regular season. And if you want to get yourself into one of the best inner circles you can get in, make sure you download the Circle K app today. It is absolutely free. You save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, and so much more. So make sure you download that Circle K app today to join 
inner circle. Terms and conditions do apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for more details. He would freeze him. He would freeze him. That's what? a great one. He wasn't one, was one of his guys. Money Eli. Would freeze good Eli said, oh, yeah, he would freeze him. Hey, that's another great who in the core uh, right there. Uh, I don't know how to say that name with the D. Uh, Durantula. Durantula. Sorry, Durantula. Like Goodwin greater than Gary Payton. Stop. No, 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 not, not, Stop. no, 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 no. That's not, not even a good. That's not even good. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not, not doing. We're this not today. talking about the father. I'm talking about oh, the son. Gary, Gary Payton the second. I'm talking about well, the son. That's not what they're saying. <laughs> he better be saying the son. Because... Bro, I don't think he's saying the son. I think he's saying. Hey, Gary clear Payton. that up, Durant. Clear that up because if you're talking about the son, we got I see similarity. He ain't the father, though. Bro, he pump the, the no, the glove, the glove, the glove was the greatest pound for pound defender I've ever yes. seen. So a million percent. I hope you're talking about the son. But if you're talking about the son, I absolutely agree. That type of defender, go. That's that's why Golden State loved him, and that's he might be our. Gary Payton. Second coming of the glove. I mean, you see this oh tonight. God. He's we played just... six quarters for the Suns. It's All unbelievable. in the preseason. Not like... the father. That guy <laughs> is the, a Hall of Famer. Not, listen, not the father. One of my favorite players growing up was Gary Payton because he would just, he didn't give a shit and he would just absolutely get in everybody's ass on a day to day basis. And I loved it. Uh, I love Jordan Goodwin. I do. But let's not go crazy here. Okay, let's let the man yeah. play a season Have for the Suns first. Have some realistic expectations with some before we just like level stuff yeah, going on. on first. He's he's good as good as Jordan. He said Gary Payton Senior. I hey, told no, you, hey, hey, bro. You, told no, 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 no. Listen, that's crazy. Now, come on, my man. That's crazy. G, <laughs> senior's the greatest pound for pound defender I've ever seen. He, yes. he took the Son, bait. I agree. I took the bait. I took, took the bait. bait. I took the bait. All right, guys. It's also patio season, and that means. The best patio in town that you should visit is at Illegal Pete's because, for one, they have fantastic food. Two, they've got great drinks. Three, they've got happy hour every single day from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer and has been for 28 years. So make sure you stop by and get yourself some, some delightful food and drink from our friends over at Illegal Pete's. Are we ready? All right, guys, it's time. In the darkness, beyond the light, <laughs> there <laughs> shall only be one. <laughs> Welcome to Hi, Gerald. Uh oh. Oh, no. Our Gerald's broken. No sound. Hold on, hold on, oh, no. hold on. You can't hear me? Hey, there we go. There we go. First and foremost, <laughs> hey, Gerald. Guys. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in your bowl bowl puns tonight. That one Come took on, it too was, far. They were terrible. It was too Did far, it? Gerald. They were terrible. Okay, first of all, you said puns. There was only one. It was just one. It was enough <laughs> it to count for five. That bad. <laughs> he basically said, because uh, the crowd was chanting for a bowl bowl to come into the game. And so he was saying, Chance, it, ch chance saying we want Bulbo coming from the lower Bulbo. <laughs> Gerald, terrible. He, he's terrible. still in the preseason. I like too. that. Gee, I like that, man. They ain't got no sense in you. I like it. Oh, Gerald, thank Gerald. you, Flex. Oh. Thank you. I like it. Gerald, we are currently in the middle of a hotly debated a topic. Uh, there are people in the chat that think that Jordan Goodwin is the second coming of Gary Payton. What say you? 
I mean, I can't blame them at this point. God damn it, Gerald. <laughs> Hold on, no. G. No. Hold on, G. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yes. Are you sure. talking about senior or the son? <laughs> that's a, also we would a very say good GP2 question. if it was um, the son. I guess you're right. You're right. I said, I thought son right away. I didn't think no one in their right mind thinking the father. Apparently, Gerald says it's not too far away. <laughs> I, I don't. That's, that's a misquote. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, he had what, like five steals in the first 10 minutes, six steals for the game. Like, he is going to be that type of guy that comes in 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, depending on how the game's going and just wreaks havoc. Like they have one with Josh Akogi that might be starting. They have another guy who can come in and do the exact same thing. You know, Frank Vogel was talking about his quick hands. Like we all talk about Akogi and how he's got those defensive instincts, but Jordan Goodwin has those exact same qualities. Um, and I was asking him after the game, he was telling me about how last year in Washington was kind of the first time he started watching film, not just his own tendencies and mistakes that he would make in games and practice, uh, but also other guys' stuff. Like he says that he watches practice footage of him going against Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker wow. on this team to try and refine some of the things that he's doing out there. So he's a guy that, you know, only a third-year player who's already understood the importance of studying that film, and that's kind of dangerous when you put it with his defensive instincts and the quick hands that he has. Have, have Did you ever ask him about how his transition has been to go from acting – to the basketball court since he looks like Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> oh, Come on. No? No? Come on, man. He does I look like him, does he not? I don't know who that is. What is it? Sorry to bother you. Get out. The guy with the, the hat on Get Out, <laughs> whose nose was bleeding. He looks just mm. like him. Sorry. Hey, Jerry, I got a question, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm struggling right now. I love Josh Okogie. Mm. I absolutely do. Mm. And he fits perfect with this basketball team. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, man, the best defender on his team is Jordan Goodwin. I mean, I, I just think the way he plays defense and the way that he can read things is something that you can't teach. What do you think? It might be. I need to see him get some reps with kind of the starters against starting caliber competition. Okay. I, I know that I know that Josh Akogi can do it against most guys. Like Jamal Murray gives him problems, but Murray's just a tricky guard in general. I feel like Goodwin is a guy that you can you can sick him on any opposing backup point guard. I would need to see it against, you know, Steph or De'Aaron or some guys in that caliber with a starting group before I would say that. But, I mean, we, we saw it out there tonight. He's a guy that is almost overmatched against backup and third-string caliber yeah. guys um, because he's just going to rip the ball away from them. He's going to read passing lanes. We saw uh, the D.A. game when they played the Blazers last time. He was all over that spin move, so he's, he's clearly studying his film too, and it's helping. That's a dangerous combination. Right. What What'd you think of uh, Booker tonight? Obviously, trying to pick up where uh, where he left off offensively in <laughs> in the postseason, but overall, I also felt like he distributed pretty well. But how did it look out there for you? Yeah, I mean, we already know that he's one of the most dangerous first quarter scorers in the NBA. Um, and obviously the level of competition tonight is not up to the normal standard of what he'll see. But like you said, he's been picking up right where he left off in the postseason. I think in 54 preseason minutes, he's got 49 points on like better than 50-50 shooting splits. So he's really been – and this was one thing that stood out to me is the pull-up three-point game that he's been getting to yeah. in the preseason. Um, I asked him and Frank Vogel about it, and you know Booker has been crediting the screens that are being set, 
the spacing he has around him in terms of something that he's able to get to a little bit more often. Um, and Frank Vogel said he's actually been encouraging him to take that shot more. He said from talking to people who have been here the last few years, he feels like Book has been a little bit hesitant with taking a high volume of that shot, but he called it a hell of a weapon that he wants him taking more of because at that point the the big has to come up further and that just opens things up for everybody and they know that he can shoot it at a high clip. So we might be seeing a lot more of this pull-up three-point version of Devin Booker that we've been seeing in the first three preseason games. I would love to see more of that from Devin this season, that's for certain. Um, this is something I open to the group, but just what are you guys feeling about KBD right now? It feels like he's kind of starting to calm mm-hmm. down a little bit more and feel a little more comfortable within his role and the system and just with his new teammates in this new environment. Are you seeing that too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. He had that one uh, steal and deflection where he kind of dove out of bounds and got it to, I think it was a Kogi, um, putting that length to good use. And, um, you know, he hit another three in the corner, which those are, those are the types of plays that are encouraging for me. You know, he, he mostly shared the court with a lot of the backups and third string guys. So it's harder to evaluate, but he does look a little bit more comfortable with his process on the offensive end right now. I think it's going to take him, I'm going to say it's going to take him the longest to get acclimated to his role um, defensively. But I think when he gets it and it's it's kind of solidified, I think he will rise up the depth chart um, to prove his worth. Because I just feel like, it. listen, he's always been somewhat of a slow starter. Even when he was at Ohio State, it was kind of a slow burn there. Then he got drafted, bounced around the league, got to San Antonio, I mean, he was on his way out of the league because of his slow development. But once he got solidified into a system with Pop, felt more comfortable, knew his role, knew where to go, then he played at a higher level. And that's the reason why the Suns signed him. So I think everybody that's kind of jumping on KBD early on, I think they'll realize when we get to the second half of the season how valuable he really can be um, because he's going to understand his role and really be able to be more connected with the pieces around him defensively. I just think it's going to take him longer to be able to utilize his physical tools than most other guys. Yeah, I I think you nailed it. He's one of those guys that progressively gets better, and I think I've seen that in every game. Progressively, he's getting better through the four games. He had the really nice play on defense that you mentioned, Gerald, where he was able to save the ball out of bounds and get us going. He he had the three-pointer. I think the back cut that he had, a nice little back cut, which is, I think, one of his biggest strengths. I think he's one of the better cutters on the team. So I I, I think he's fine. I just do believe, like uh, Saul just said, he's kind of a guy that takes his time. And with this new system, and, and let's not forget, he was in San Antonio for a pretty long time. So this is a whole new thing for him. Um, I'm comfortable with what I'm seeing from KBD. I think he's progressively getting better every game. Yeah, tonight was the first night it, he felt like a guy that was comfortable, did the little things, had six points, got to the free throw line four times, four rebounds, two assists, a steal. He just he kind of got in the flow. Where the first few games, he just felt out of place out yeah. there when he was out there. But uh, tonight really – even though he only got three shots, it did feel like he he kind of was in a flow. See see what's happened today. When we let the chat get out of hand with a yeah. ra- random ass comment with Durantula, uh, <laughs> no, it, it, they they've already come up with a nickname for him. Instead of the glove, they're gonna call him the mitten. 
just not. I'm not down with that. I feel like that's an insult. That makes him feel soft. He's there, but he's a little softer. I don't like that. No, I don't. I don't like the meme. Didn't we find out what the nickname was? The Cookie Monster. Mm. Yes, Jordan Goodwin, the Cookie Monster. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Gerald. Gerald's like, I'm leaving. (laughs) He's like, sorry, I can't hear you. You're cutting out. Okay. Oh, you know you love it, Girth. You know you love it. No, nobody loves it. I'm sorry. Gerald, you. We were talking about it earlier when you play Goodwin and potentially a Kogi together. What do you think about once KBD catches up and and the potential of throwing three guys out there on a string that are all, you know, defensive minded and with his length? I think that could be one of those lineups when you're up 15 and you're just trying to clamp somebody and and keep the keep the lead, you know, at 15 or try to push it. If you go out there with Goodwin, a Kogi and KBD, man, that's dangerous. It definitely is, and and I think it would matter in that lineup who the other two guys are in Correct. terms of having enough offense on the other end. But um, you know, we've seen it the two games that Goodwin has played. He's I, I keep saying this. He's an underrated playmaker in terms of being able to set other guys up and get into the lane. Um, and man, that would be terrifying defensively having all that length, all that defensive skill and instincts on one lineup. Um, like you're saying, if you needed stops for a bench group that that's one way you could do that. Um, and we might see that at some point in time, just because, you know, Vogel reiterated what we've been saying for weeks now before the game tonight, he was saying, you know, our fifth starting spot is not going to be a static position. Um, you know, we're not, they're not letting anybody know who the fifth starter is going to be on opening night just yet. But he was saying, we're going to try different lineups, different starting lineups, even for stretches of the regular season. Even if we like a guy in that fifth starting role, we are going to try different things just to see what we have with those groups. So we could see a lineup like that for the nights when Akogi is coming off the bench um, because, you know, in the preseason we've seen Akogi in that role, we've seen Eric Gordon in that role, and now we've seen Grayson Allen tonight in that role. And all three of them, honestly, have done really well. It's kind of hard to not play well with the big three in Nurkic. But... Bye, Gerald. Oh, we got Darth Voida in the house. Hey, <laughs> hey my God. I've, I've never seen him without a hat. That caught me off guard. <laughs> Anything else, Gerald, that stood out to you? Wait, wait, from... wait. Are you saying that you're not on board with the, the Jordan Goodwin, Josh Akogi, KBD, Bull, Bull, and uh, Azubuke lineup? <laughs> are we... Are we just? Can we that? just do like a full? We're just writing that off right now. Hey, do you like do you like KD and Nurk though with them? KD and Nurk, yeah. K, right, that's what I'm thinking. I, I like KD and Nurk with most people though. To be fair, I, I, I think you. that would that yeah. would work well. Not a lot of scoring on that line. Me saw an Espo with KD and Nurk. Fuck no. <laughs> yep, I like it. <laughs> no. No. I'm the Jordan carry. Good one of that group. So. I can go up the court one time, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tap out. <laughs> Gerald, anything else that stood out to you from talking with the guys or watching tonight's game? No, I don't think so. I, I think we are going to get a little bit more on Chemezi Metu at the five. That was something that Frank Vogel said he had mm-hmm. wanted to experiment with, and we saw it tonight. Um, and stop. I talked to him Just a little stop. bit in the locker room. I talked to him a little bit in the locker room. And, and Metu said he thought those reps went pretty well. He's comfortable in that spot. So we'll see how Vogel evaluated that tomorrow at practice. But uh, that was probably the last thing I had. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gerald. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Love you, guys. you G. Bye. Love you, G. All right, guys. Uh, two quick things. First and foremost, our friends over at Shady Rays, they've got the best sunglasses that you can get your hands on. 
We're talking about premium polarized shades. They are an independent sunglass company with a world-class product. And exclusively for you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, it's fall. It's patio season. It's the best time of the year. And Four Peaks is one of the best places to spend your time this fall season. Uh, first and foremost, go to fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all of your favorite things that Four Peaks has to offer, like brewery tours, Stein holding competition, Oktoberfest. Again, the haunted brewery tours. That was an absolute blast. Plus, the pumpkin porter is back. So lots of great things happening over at Four Peaks. Check them out at Four Peaks Brewer at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And we ask that you please drink responsibly. All right, Flex, here we go. I'm going to put one minute on the clock. You can do on Chemezi Metu for one minute, okay? Let's Ready, go. set, go. Chemezi Metu is my guy. Listen, this guy plays <laughs> defense. He rebounds. He can face you up. He can dribble. His shot is beautiful. Is his shot not beautiful? Come on, not, so His shot is beautiful. <laughs> I feel like every time he shoots it, it's going in. I wish y'all were here. I wish y'all were fly on the wall to see me every time Mezzi gets the ball. Mezzi's my guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's another guy Frank is going to struggle with. I think Mezzi and Goodwin are right at the tip of being in this rotation, and I love to see both of them. I have never seen a man with a bad back get up and move as fast as yep. Flex when Chemezzi Metu touches the ball. I'm, he doesn't have to do anything. He just has to touch the ball. I'm getting Mezzi to come in. There you go. Watch. Let's do That's it. That's my goal. Chemezzi's gonna be sitting right here, talking about how nice he is, and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell him what Saul was saying. Don't say that. Don't say that. I didn't say anything I'm bad joking. about the guy. I'm joking. I'm joking. I said everybody was asking him who was gonna be my shaman, and he was the leader in the clubhouse, according to the chat. That's fair. It was a that is fair. Chat. That is fair. That's not on me. But we are also team come on, man. Like, first of all, I do have to go back to one thing. He go said. ahead, talk to me. Like. The jumper is, is it's clean. No, it's, it's not, beautiful. It's not, come on, man. Bro, watch it. Oh man, I think it's beautiful. It's Ray, clean, Ray Allen, man. Beautiful. Okay, okay. You you talking different Devin levels? Devin Booker, though. beautiful. Chemezi, beautiful. Oh, no, it's a, it's a real nice looking yeah, shot. So I just named man. a bunch of tens, and you just gave me a five. I mean, come on. Huh? It's all. It's mentioning a bunch of tens. And in, in the way their jumpers look, you just gave me a guy with a five-looking jumper. No, I mean he's mentioning like Hall of Famers, though, man. Come on, that's bro. beauty. That's beauty. Then what do you use to? What word do you, you use to describe Cam, John, Cam Johnson shot beautiful. Yeah. I, let me say right. this. Let me say and, this and about that too. Go ahead, talk to me. He's got a beautiful personality for a jumper. All right. <laughs> no, I really. Great I would say Metu's Metu's form is like. One I would say I'll give him ten. a seven. I'll give him a seven. I'll give him a seven. It's a good. It's a good jumper. <sighs> okay. It's a good, it's a good looking right. jumper. I think if he hits it more, it becomes more beautiful. Every time he shoots so it, you know. I think it's going in. <laughs> no, no, which is not a theme for life. Because <laughs> I saw him with his fucking. Every time I, as soon he as I said it, it, I saw his face. I was like, "Damn it!" No, there you go. My guy just said a hello. Oh my goodness. F Clay, give me Metu, baby. Meet us. That's what he said. Okay. Nah, nah. I know. I, I, I think it's a night. I'm how just many, saying. I'm how just many saying. How many wings do we let this guy drink tonight? I mean, I didn't have first any. Of all, first of all, you said yes 
better than Gary Payton, even though you <laughs> no, thought it was. I said just you say, and then now you're saying it's better than freaking Clay. And Bo Bo is better than the Joker. Oh my oh God! God. No, no, come on, I'm okay. tripping. I'm bugging, okay. guys. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Well, I'm playing. you know what? Speaking of Bol Bol, we do have a couple super chats about Bol Bol. V sent us one and said Bol has butterfingers eight and two point and then Smitterbeans said, Damn, "I was at the game and fans kept yelling, quote, we want Bol Bol.' Do you think that's a distraction for the team, coach, and Bol? Listen, they're not doing that shit in the regular season when we're playing the Warriors and it's a two point game. I know that. That's right. right. Yeah. Or if we're playing the, you know." I, I'm sorry, Jose. I know you're offended that I brought up the Warriors, uh, the Nuggets, or the Bucks, or whoever the hell else. Like, hey, listen, it's just an experience. This is what happens. We're going to have a couple blowout games this year, I'm sure. And that's when they'll be chanting Bull Bull if he's on the roster. See, we'll see. I am starting to get the feeling that Bull Bull is not going to be on the roster um, when this ends up. I, I, I agree. I, 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 I agree. Don't disagree. I agree. I, 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 if like if I'm being be. honest, I mean, Ish is a good basketball player. Ish is an established NBA player. I just, if if it were my decision, I think Keon Johnson and Bobo mm -hmm. are the guys I would cut. So the um, only thing that has me thinking, and but at the same time, I'm like, that's just the past ownership and not this ownership, is that if we do cut Bowl, we do own the money. Whereas Ish is not fully guaranteed until January. But it's such a small amount of money, comparatively yeah. speaking, to all the bills that Ishby has been throwing around left and right, that I don't know that he even considers that money one bit in this decision. Money isn't going to be consideration. So, I, I'm, I'm done with Sideshow Bull, all right? I agree. I've seen enough of it. It's fun to to get in. Oh, hey, look at it. It's, it's something unique. I don't need to see any more of Bull Bull. I, There's nothing that I look at it and I go, that's a guy that's going to help this team win a championship or be a legit NBA player two to three years down the line. There's not one thing that I've seen that makes me makes me think that. My 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 biggest thing about Bull Bull is, is just, it hasn't felt like he's tried to be assertive enough on his own to try to do the things necessary to stay on this roster. Mm -hmm. He had a couple opportunities in that fourth quarter um, to where he could have hit a, a turnaround jump shot or he could have tried to back down his guy or even took a, you know, a step back. And he just deferred to everybody else. Yeah. Um, if you're talking about a guy with that kind of length and you need to see something from him, you need to show those op the, the, that aggressiveness because certainly on the defensive end, is regardless of your length, um, he can be exposed on the defensive end rather yeah. easily. And so what is his benefit to this team? It will be on the offensive slide. And we're not even seeing much of that outside of the one dunk that he got tonight. So there's a part of me that's like, okay, cool. I wanted to see what the bowl bowl experience was all about in a son's uniform. I've seen it. Meh. Azabuki impressed me more tonight than, yeah. than bowl bowl did. He had some great defensive plays, uh, had some nice rebounds. Like I could see where that's a guy he's on a two way. You want to see what what he does, but Bull Bull just it reminds me of a sideshow where it's like, yeah, let's bring him out there so he can shoot a three or do so, you know, yeah. dribble because it looks interesting. It's yeah. not because it's good basketball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, a couple more super chats. Paisley, thank you for sending us a super chat. Said Saul, my Air Force brother, embrace the dark side with Grayson. 
He's uh, already there, Paisley. He uh, is full blown I, I am the, on board. The, the president and the CEO of the All In for Grayson fan club. Self appointed. So now you are a part of the. You can be my vice president, Paisley. Welcome hey. to the club. Thank you very much. <laughs> can I at least be treasurer? Uh, I didn't know you wanted to be a part of this I, exclusive I want club. In. We'll make a jacket, members only. So, oh, we're getting jackets? Oh, you're on it now? Only if we get jackets and beanies. No, no. Oh, okay. Damn, if we get jackets, I'm have, in too. You have to be evil and accept and embrace the evil. So uh, when he trips somebody, you got to have my man's back. Can we call him salt and pepper? That's Tripping all is fine. Tripping okay. I'll take. Salt and pepper? Yeah, he's spicy and it describes his hair. I mean, why can't we call him? Salt and pepper. I'm sorry. Did you just say salt and pepper and <laughs> yeah. spicy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. that's the most. I mean, for I'm a sorry. white guy, that yeah. Was, that's, the most, that's the most white boy shit I've ever You're heard. embarrassing that, us, Espo. It was Grayson. You're embarrassing us. I'm talking us. about Grayson thinking it's I got the hair. I don't know if it's spicy. Although I can't talk about spicy because Saul was clowning me the other day over some spicy stuff that I thought was spicy. Some mild ass chicken wings. He's like, oh man, this shit is spicy. Like eight people ate them. We're like, what is he talking about? Oh my goodness gracious. All right, we have a super chat from Blake. Thank you, Blake. Um, I believe this was Blake's first ever Super hey, Chat as well. Let's Blake. go, Blake Colts. Uh, Blake. What are the odds that the Suns score 100 points and a half sometime this season? I'm guessing pretty high. Also, shout out to my wonderful wife, Annalise. Aww. Annalise. Shout out to you, wife. Let's shout go. Out to Annalise. There we go. Don't get on him when you notice 499 is gone from the checking. <laughs> He's going to a good cause. We promise. Who are you paying? What podcast? Uh, I think 100 points and a half. I think it's and a half. I mean, I I could easily see him get 80. Yeah, hundreds a lot though. Hundreds a lot. They hit seventy six tonight, and it but wasn't a, the best first half I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, but you're also going to get better lot. defense. Yeah, too. not if you play Portland. <laughs> I mean, and you're gonna play Portland multiple times this year. Hundreds a lot. Is DA playing or is he not playing? Does it matter? Listen, I I, I will. I I, saw the best for failure because I knew he was gonna say that. It does not matter to me. (laughs) I I will say this: we were talking about Eric. You you we talked about it, right? The highest scoring average for a Suns team was one at one twenty. Was it one actually? It one nineteen point six. One nineteen point six. So no blow past that. I I do think no. I do think this team. Yeah. yeah. I think they'll average about one twenty five. That's that's what I'm saying. So if you're talking about a team that's going to put up potentially you know one hundred twenty a game, I mean, could you could they go crazy in a half and and bang out a hundred? Man, I I I wouldn't bet against it. I wouldn't bet against yeah, that's it. That's got to be a heater of a game, though. No, yeah, you got to go nuts. I mean, you got to drop 50 a quarter. But, I mean, they're dropping 46 like in their sleep. Hashtag math. <laughs> huh? That math is math. math. Congratulations. So you got to drop 50 a quarter, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so. It's like, wait. Look at us. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but, but listen, we talked about it today, right? 46 in the first quarter? That oh, was no, an ugly first quarter. 36 in the first quarter, 40 in the second. Oh, I'm sorry. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I, okay. Still, I mean, you're not. You're not that far off uh, there, and it yeah. was not the best first half yeah. of this yeah. They scored 46 first quarter Detroit. Detroit, right? yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they got to have a crazy half, guys, but yeah. damn, it might be possible. It's not outside of the realm of possibility, but it would be yeah. it would be insanity. Chemezi would have to get hot. All right. Last <laughs> Bo- super chat. Bobo going to have to hit those threes, yeah. Chemezi. Chemezi's the key to 100. From now. Espo's burner, they said, Espo, when will El Valle drop? Saul, hug me, Vegas 23. 
Uh, I'm just. What? <laughs> I don't understand the half. The I don't second understand half. The second half of this. Uh, well, the first half. I'm gonna guess sometime in November. I don't know. Probably they, right. Isn't they, that normally when it comes out yeah, in November? You, is when they do the city editions. Usually, and then the Clippers ones leak today. So they're, oh, no. they're not. They're not good looking. They're, but does that mean the Suns are clips. gonna leak? Well, they've already leaked. Well, officially leaked. Officially leaked. Well, Clippers. Can you officially leak something? Good. It's either leaked or it's officially. Well, dropped, because all so. of the leaks are like. We don't know exactly what the number looks like, or yeah, we don't I mean, know what the fair. shorts look like, or we don't know for certain if this color is exact. But when Dick Sporting Goods puts it yeah, out on the mannequin true. three weeks before it's supposed to launch, that's like an official I, leak. I think we're I think we're in range of an official leak happening. That's okay. what I'm gonna say. I think I think there's the possibility of an official leak. I'm waiting for 2K to leak. Like once it gets on 2K, it's real. I think at this point, shouldn't they have like have some sort of a partnership with the league around when you 2K. can release those jerseys 2k yeah yeah 2k won't drop it till they're actually they've got they've got to have released. some sort of an but the only reason you see new jerseys like the, the full new set from the suns leak in 2k is because they obviously have to have the regular sets in the game when they're right. running some of those tests and when they're getting ready to ship so that's why you see those leak but these kind of things are very particular in the way that they're released in the game so unless there's some real big screw up you're not going to see okay. it there usually to Lindsay's point it's some some kid at dick sporting goods opens the box that says do not open until november 5th and puts it up in, in yeah. the end of october and people are like oh look at that when they're not supposed to like sun's jersey is officially leaked when some store in canada Put them mm. on the racks mm -hmm. uh, three weeks before they were supposed to. So, what wow. was the hug in Vegas? Thing? So, Espo's burner oh, said yeah. in in summer at summer league, Saul hugged Espo, and now Gertz like burner wants ago. to see Saul hug Espo okay, again. First of all, that was two years ago, and it wasn't on camera. Um, and then I hugged my man mm -hmm. literally on our two year on our anniversary. Two year anniversary. So did. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry yeah. you missed the show, but you missed out. That's what happens when you miss the show. Yeah. Honestly, though, that show it was like what September 9th, September 8th, or 8th? yeah, something September like 8th. that. You if you miss that show, it's a it's an evergreen show. You can totally go back and watch yeah, it. it was like um, and stuff. then you could see Saul and Espo hug. And what yeah. happens between Saul and I in Vegas stays in Vegas. Thank you very much. So. That's a lie. <laughs> Nothing ever happens in Vegas between Espo and I. Emma, shut your mouth. Emma said, "Elaborate for the class." Saul hugged me off camera. That's what happened. I mean, okay, fine. You couldn't have gotten a little more colorful, playful with that. Saul's you couldn't arms have created some sort of a lie. I literally paid, it didn't have to go that way. It could have been about the night out you had, like it was I a hangover movie or paid something. For dinner, and we were walking out and we hugged. Of course, Espo hugged me. I paid for his fucking meal. <laughs> and with I, you, that I got off easy then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say goodbye. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. with another show for you. So plan to come hang out with us then. Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, if you want a hug from me, buy me a goddamn meal first. Ahoy, ahoy. You need some meat.